Welcome to another edition of Religion and Rock. I'm Monsignor Jim Vlorn, and here he is our producer and engineer, the man, Stephen Chaldone. Hello there, sir. Good day to you. How are we doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you Have doing? Have you been traveling lately? I know you were I, moving. Yep, it, it it started off traveling again. I was just down in uh, the Carolinas, so I'm back, okay. and uh, I'll be bouncing around a little bit more. Interesting work that Chaldone does. He fixes like one thing that every single airport <laughs> on Earth needs. Yeah. But uh, it's a funny thing because you do a lot of traveling around. You get to see a lot, a big chunk of the country, really, right? I do, and it's nice traveling around and, and seeing things are the same here as everywhere else everybody has the same problems and issues and concerns and things like that let me just ask you first do you eat goofy yeah. stuff like do you go to like the diners drive-ins and dives places no like, you know no. i'm i'm working i'm on the clock so you okay. know i'm trying to get in and out I, i become a very good employee i like my job all right that's fine well we're talking about forgiveness today and mm-hmm. uh you know it's a fun i found in my life and i've said this before as i've gotten older i've gotten much better at saying i'm sorry yes i think you get used to being wrong Mm-hmm. A lot more. I think you, you know you, you become more humble and acknowledge the fact that we don't know everything and we're not perfect as we yeah. like to think we are. And the wrongness of life is all right sometimes. I think it's okay yeah. to say you're sorry. I mean, I think forgiveness is such – and the other thing is accepting it is such mm-hmm. a good thing. Offering it is such a beautiful thing. So mm-hmm. it's very, like it's all about like that the power of saying you're sorry and also forgiving somebody. It's a good thing. So that's what we're looking at in Religion and Rock today, the gift of forgiveness in our lives, how we can live it, how we can live it better, and what we need to do to grow it. No matter who we are, I think we all get angry at somebody at some point, I guess. And it's about <laughs> yeah. you know being able to forgive that person and say – and even if we're, we're not like able to see them like maybe they've passed away or whatever mm-hmm. still be able to say no but i've let that go like that's yesterday right i think that's a good thing to be able to do it's a healthy thing because if you hold on to the old grudges it kind of consumes you from the inside and you just yeah. become bitter and, and angry but you know on the other hand there's also nothing wrong with being angry for a little bit <laughs> well that sometimes helps love to grow right yes i gotta yes. tell you like one of the things that bothers me i'm just opening this up to this uh, okay. is like crosby stills and nash and young never mm-hmm. getting together again and yeah, accepting yeah. each other's apologies and until David Crosby dies. That bothers right. me. Yeah. It right. Does. And like now they're all sorry and everything's okay. But like still, like, uh, why couldn't that happen three weeks ago? I know it's a missed opportunity. You know, yeah. a lot of people go through that with family and friends. You know, divisions come up and anger. And uh, you know, you have to take the opportunity while it's around now to to ask for forgiveness and to say you're sorry and apologize for things you might have done. Same thing true with our relationship with God, you know, mm-hmm. that we can seek forgiveness from God for anything that we've done wrong throughout our lives at any time, right? It's always available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that God is willing to forgive us in a second, you know, and that's yes. the other great gift of this too, is that it's such a quick, like you say, really? Like it was that easy. <laughs> I think the hard part of it is admitting your fault, but the the, the forgiveness Mm -hmm. is right there. And that makes a huge difference, you know? You know, it's funny. And you've said before that, you know, God forgives us for everything, like you said, in a heartbeat. But we also have to learn to forgive ourselves, too. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I hear that sometimes in, in the Sacrament of Reconciliation where people, you know, confess things again and again that they've been forgiven for many times before because they can't forgive themselves. You know, that's a hard thing. Yeah. That's really the sin of not mm-hmm. being able to forgive yourself, which is also something we struggle with, too, in our lives. So it's all about forgiveness on Religion and Rock today, seeking that forgiveness, understanding that forgiveness, celebrating it. And when we receive it, we can probably give it well. So that's another good place to start. So to start us off today, yeah, David Crosby with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Here it is, everybody. Wooden ships.
something everybody everywhere does in the same
it's a fair wind Blowing warm out of the south on my shoulder I guess I'll set a course and go Start us off that CSN wooden ships. Of course, David Crosby, we lost him uh, almost a month ago now. Interesting, you know, um, I met him twice. I interviewed him twice. Known for his difficult nature, known for his upfront nature. I have to say the both times I met him and interviewed him and also Graham Nash and Stephen Stills, I talked to these guys separately. Nothing but a gentleman and nothing but a fine, fine person. Reality is, um, you know, talk about forgiveness. That The sad thing about that is Crosby, Stills, and Nash never had that forgiveness, did they? They never had that reunion to get back together. We have that in our lives too sometimes, don't we? With people who we differ with, and we sometimes have this kind of relationship that has a severing, and we live with that severing throughout our lives. It's sad, but that's the reality of life sometimes. We pray to God to heal us. We pray to God to help us. And sometimes even the ability to move on when we can't, for some reason or another, kind of get that back in a sense where it was, uh, we pray for the healing that comes from knowing that severing and the pain of that severing, but recognizing that, you know what, uh, life goes on, we go on, so do they They go on, but recognizing the power of the what we had and the power of the friendship. Neil Young kind of summed it up well in his love and remembering all the good things that they did together. I think that's what we have to do too in the severings that we have in our lives as well part of forgiveness and understanding. Hey, here's Sting. This is called Fortress Around Your Heart.
They're staying fortress around your heart, kind of talking about how we build up the walls around us so that we don't really have to love, so we never get hurt, and we never need forgiveness, right? Because we kind of become these people who live in a silo, in a sense. We live in this separate building, which is outside of the human race, you know? I think being a human being means we can't have a fortress around our heart, and no fortress will work. We're loving people, we love and we are loved, but the reality is that in that love, sometimes we get hurt. The worst hurt, I think, for our hearts is betrayal, right? The no betrayal in our lives and how painful that is. And God is there in the betrayals of our life. It's about finding that way back, in a sense, to understanding and moving on. People I know, dear friends of mine, recently were divorced. And that reality is such a painful reality for everybody, for their friends too. But the other reality is that years later, it's not all that recent anymore now, it's probably five years, there's a sense of being able to at least be in each other's presence. There's a sense of being able to celebrate family functions. And that kind of ability is a good thing. I think that allows the heart to heal in a healthy way. And we need that, don't we? Here's Lincoln Park. This is called In Between. Let me apologize to begin with. Let me apologize for what I'm about to say But trying to be genuine was harder than it seemed And somehow I got caught up in between Let me apologize to begin with Let me apologize for what I'm about to say But trying to be someone else was harder than it seemed Somehow I got caught up in between, between my pride and my promise Between my lies and how the truth gets in the way The things I want to say to you get lost before they come The only thing that's worse than one is none I want to say to you, get lost before they come The 
only thing that's worse than one is none The only thing that's worse than one is none The only thing that's worse than one is none In between, sometimes we're in between in interesting ways, aren't we? We're in between the ability of being sorrowful and being forgiven and being mad. That in between state, right? Where we're no longer really angry and we're no really not really sorry and we're not really united again, but that in between state. That's an interesting place to be because it's not really emotional anymore, right? The emotion of sadness or sinfulness leaves. But in a sense, that doesn't mean we should just accept that, right? In a sense, we still need to go beyond that. There's a way to kind of make things up in a way. Um, that's great with the sacrament of reconciliation in our lives, right? To recognize the power of being able to go and celebrate forgiveness, God's forgiveness for us. Even though something may have happened loads and loads of years ago and we're sort of over it ourselves, it's good to kind of get it out of there and get it out of our bodies, get it out of our souls, if you will, and recognize that God's healing is right there for us. There's a loving God who kind of wants to embrace us and forgive us. Formalizing that is a huge help in one's life. I've found that a thousand times for me. It's a great feeling to know God's forgiveness in our lives. It makes a big difference. Here's the Black Crows. It's called Twice as Hard.
Black Crows twice as hard. Interesting what's about that song. It's like another time that you got burnt. Not just the first time that you forgave somebody, but getting f- burnt again a second time. It's a crazy thing. If you're, if you're in love with somebody or if somebody in your family who you love who is addicted, you know this pain that I'm talking about. You know the pain of how sometimes teenagers can make mistakes that hurt us and hurt our families, um, college kids. Uh, there's, there's, this is the world around us. And even adults do this too, where we hurt somebody, then we hurt them again. It's incredible, right? But that reality is that, yeah, life has to be about forgiveness. Life has to be about forgiving, you know, a million times. In the Bible, somebody asked Jesus one time, how many times should I forgive somebody? Seven? You know, and he says 70 times seven. In other words, we have to continually live in that mode of forgiveness. And that's such an important thing for us because that's the way we kind of have relationships that are healthy. That's the way we can live is by that mode of forgiveness that understands, yeah, it's going to take 70 times seven. Seven's never going to be enough because we're constantly making mistakes. Whether we're young or old or addicted or not, we're going to be making mistakes. We're going to be hurting people with life. And we have to seek that forgiveness and give that forgiveness 70 times seven in order to find true happiness. Hey, I'm not seeing you, Jim. You're listening to Religion and Rock. Today we're talking about forgiveness. This is Sticks, Fooling Yourself.
sometimes we talk ourselves out of the need for forgiveness, don't we? We say, well, I don't really need to be forgiven for that. It doesn't make any sense, right? And it's an interesting thing because in our lives, we have to be honest with ourselves. And sometimes we fool around. Right? We say, well, it was the other guy. Well, it wasn't my fault. I think sometimes we just have to own our stuff. I know people who have a very difficult time owning their stuff. That's a hard way to live because you're constantly living in the defense mode, right? <laughs> but when you can honestly admit your fault, it's just a great thing to be able to let that go. We have a thing in Christianity that we call examination of conscience. Google it. There's lots of them out there. And it's like a little inventory that you kind of read through. And as you read through, you say, yeah, you know what? I've done that. Yeah, you know what? I'm guilty of that. Yeah, you know what? That's the truth. And there's something about the honesty of standing before God not just, you know, I'm not talking about coming out before everybody around us and saying, yeah, I'm a big sinner. No, but it's sometimes just in prayer right before God to be able to say, yeah, you know what, Lord, I'm guilty of this stuff and I need forgiveness. There's such a good thing to be able to do that so that we're not fooling ourselves, that we're honest with who we are and really what our brokenness is about too. We're still loved even with our brokenness, but being honest about it's a big help. Hey, here's the Almond Brothers called Whipping Post.
Whipping post all about the blame game, right? Yeah, there's a blame game out there, sure, for sure. And who do we blame, you know? It's easy to blame lots of other people, right? It's easy to blame leadership. It's easy to blame government. It's easy to blame all kinds of people who've gone before us. But ultimately, like, we are our own people. And ultimately, we kind of stand and have to own our stuff. That's not always easy to do, but that's part of the challenge for you and for me, that you and I both have to own our stuff. And it means owning the great things and being aware of the great things. But secondly, it's about knowing... Eh, this is an area where I really fail. This is an area where I'm not good. We have to be honest with ourselves. Honesty is a great thing because in a sense, once we're honest with ourselves, I think what comes out of that is a sense of respect, self-respect, and a respect for other people. They're saying they're not, they're not kidding themselves. They know who they are. They know their brokenness. There's something great about that. And that's an important part of our lives. And when we can do that well, friendships mean more. Marriage is much more deep because we're really honestly owning who we are. It's not just the other spouse. It's me too. It's not just somebody else out there. It's not just, you know, pressure from work. No, it's just me. And I got to work on it too. And I have to really ask for forgiveness, but also have to work on it so it doesn't happen as often anymore, you know? And it's about that process that's going to really help us. Well, here's one of my favorite Bible stories sung by the Rolling Stones, Prodigal Son.
There's Prodigal Son, the Rolling Stones. You probably remember that Bible story, right? Where the uh, father has two sons and one just hits the road and blows all of the family inheritance, his inheritance, and he comes back and he wants to work on the farm eating what the pigs are eating because he's lost everything. He's given up everything. And the father takes him back and throws a party for him. You know, there's something about that. That's the way our God is. That's how much our God loves us. I live at St. Bridget's Church in Westbury, New York. There's a giant painting of the forgiving father with the prodigal son in our church. I stare at that darn thing every day of the week. I just love it because it's it's just so emblematic of how God feels about us. It's this old man hugging his son who's like 20-something years old and just hugging him and saying to him, Probably nothing, but just in the action, the words are just are expressed, right? I think that's how God is with us. It's just that expression of love that makes a big, gigantic difference, and we need that in our lives. Maybe you're living the prodigal son's life right now. Maybe it's about time to come home. Well, you know what? There's the Holy Spirit here, and maybe the Holy Spirit's calling you right through this radio show saying, hey, it's time to go home. You know, there's something good about that, and to recognize a loving God who welcomes us back again and again, that makes all the difference in the world. Well, here's Phil Collins, one of the biggest, uh, most famous drum solos on earth here in the air tonight. Oh, no. 
There's Phil Collins in the air tonight. There is a certain vulnerability, a certain contagiousness to forgiveness. Now, hate has a certain contagiousness too, doesn't it? But when we live on the other side of that and we live in forgiveness, um, it seems to be contagious. We can kind of let go of things. We start to look in the mirror a little bit and say, hey, wait a minute. You know, I'm not really much better than that. Or I've done this or I've done that. And why am I condemning this person for doing that? You know, and I'm not talking about egregious, horrible, terrible crimes. I'm talking about the the everyday things that we do sometimes that we judge people for. We say, well, this person's no good because they do this. But you know what? In our own lives, we have those too. And so it's about looking at ourselves honestly, but also being honest about that way that we're going to try to live forgiveness. Because when we live that well, it is contagious. It's amazing what happens. We can actually set up a household, a block, a neighborhood, a bunch of friends that are in that air of forgiveness. They understand it and can accept us where we're at, and we can accept them where they're at. And then once again, community forms, right? That's kind of what the church is supposed to be at its best, is a community that welcomes one another, welcomes the differences, welcomes who we are, and recognizes the power of coming together in God's name and to hear his word and to receive the gift of the Eucharist makes it all the difference in the world. Think about that and maybe celebrate, you know, this week and recognize that power of coming together and creating that air of forgiveness that makes a huge difference, that's for sure. Hey, here's 38 Special. It's called Second Chance.
Love that one. A heart needs a second chance. 38 special. You know, it's the truth of the matter. We are mistake-making machines, right? (laughs) And it's not easy, but we have to be able to forgive and also forget a little bit. One of the guys who was really great at this in my life was my dad. My dad was always great when we were kids at being able to say he's sorry to his own kids, which was a great thing. I learned a lot about forgiveness from him because he would say, hey, listen, uh, you know, Jim, I'm sorry that I yelled at you there. You know, I was getting home from work and it was a long day. Sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't yell at you like that. I apologize. That alone, not only, you know, that I accept his forgiveness, but his ability to express forgiveness gave me the training as a kid to be able to do that in my life now. I find myself, you know, kind of like imitating that with people in my own life who I've heard. I'm, I'm kind of quick to go back and say, hey, I'm really sorry about that. Shouldn't have gone that way, you know? There's something about that that's so important. We need to be people of second chances and third chances and fourth chances, you know? That's part of what it's about. And when we're able to recognize that's how human hearts work, that's how human frailty works, you know what? That second chance is kind of an ability for us to let go that really brings some some deep peace, which makes a big difference. Here's Journey, Open Arms.
There's open arms. Yeah, that's kind of the story of forgiveness, isn't it? It's about that open arm policy that God has with us, that always willing to give us an embrace, never willing to point out the faults. And there's something about that, that God's love is so big that it's hard to even imagine it because we kind of want payback. You know, we want to know who won and who lost. Eh, it's not like that with God. You know, and I think that's the beauty of all of this. You know, it's a good time to take out a little moment and reflect on reconciliation, how we can find forgiveness in our lives for when we do, that's when we find joy. You've been listening to Religion and Rock. It's hosted by me, Monsignor Jim Vaughn, and it's engineered and produced by the great man of, I'm sorry, Stephen Chaldone. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and don't forget, say a prayer. <laughs>